Auto One Podcast Network. I'm the Glum Glow Guy. I love Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast, baby. Yeah. You know, after this interview, I sound like a fat, hairy, bearded slob. I think that's kind of a a, a weird statement. Let's go. Let's do this, baby. You're listening to a show hosted by an idiot and a sarcastic robot. That's me. It features the opinions of that idiot and the opinions of guest motorcyclists from a large demographic with a varying array of skills, talent, and knowledge. Any of the words that you hear on this podcast may therefore be very idiotic, unlawful, and incorrect, or perhaps genius and insightful. Either way, they do not reflect the opinions or well-thought-out and completely fair policies of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast or any of the podcasts under the Moto One Podcast Network umbrella. Enjoy the show, Fart Tooth. Hey, everybody out there. This is Junkmeister. Uh, you're listening to episode 298, The Return. I think that's what we're going to call this. We're, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, yeah. So here's... um. Actually, how's everybody doing? I hope everyone's doing uh, good. I hope you're having a great week so far. Um, sorry I have not put out a show in just a little bit. Um, I'm actually kind of struggling too today as well. I've I think I've got like a abscessed tooth or something, and I have a dental appointment coming up. And uh, yeah, it's been kind of hard to talk. And there's one pain that really hurts, and that is tooth pain, my good friend. It's like in your head, you can't get rid of it. And if you want to know how I know, ask me. It's because my t- tooth's been killing me uh, for a few days. So yeah, I um so it's been hard to get in here and. Uh, uh, I have been busy as I'll get out, so I just want to get in here and just put a show down. I got my man Tobor with me tonight. Uh, we're going to get into some events. Tobor, you were uh, talking about some things um, with me today, and we got Wiggins on the show. He's back from Columbia. We also actually have a show that we recorded previous to that about his bagger racing uh, that we have not aired yet. Ow. And you and I were talking about, um, uh, you know, certain things, and and uh, then we would discuss like having Wiggins on, and you start laughing. When Tobor laughs, everybody also, it's a creepy robotic laugh. There's uh, on his display uh, a bunch of O's and ones come on his display. Speaking of coming on his display, <laughs> Tobor, uh, how you doing, baby? How how are you? Yes. Today? Good evening, junkie. Good evening. Um, Listen, on this week's show, I got a little bit of a headache too. I don't know if it's because I am um, dehydrated. I was walking around the uh, the fair all damn day uh, with my family, so and didn't didn't drink a damn thing. So maybe that's what it is. I've been trying to hydrate. I've been peeing like a racehorse. So I definitely think maybe maybe that's what it is. Plus, I worked out. Maybe it's some muscle. I have no idea. But I'm going riding with the boys in the morning, and I need to be tip top. So. Um, Hopefully it's not coming down with something sick, uh, be, being sick this week. So, uh, yeah, uh, Tobor is with me. Like I said, uh, Tobor, you and I, uh, well, Wiggins was in the studio, <clears throat> excuse me, and we did a little interview uh, talking about his trip to Columbia, and we're going to probably air that on this That episode. was very boring to listen to. Well, I mean, to be fair, you you are a robot. Let me get my mic up here. You hate motorcycles, so I imagine 
that everything bores you in regards to motorcycles and and listen to us talk about them. And no, I mean like Wiggins said everything twice. Hmm. I edited the recording and literally he ranted for 60 minutes, then said basically <laughs> the same things again 60 minutes later, adding the slightest of changes to his rambling narrative. All right. Well, I enjoyed the rambling, and uh, there was a lot to unpack in a once-in-a-lifetime trip that I found the conversation and camaraderie very soothing. Um, I mean, when when how often do you get to do uh, stuff like that? You know what I'm saying? Um, go on these once-in-a-lifetime trips. I mean, I liked it. I liked hearing about all the details. Um, you know, I had a couple beers and some jerky and, uh, You basically had two beers and fell asleep. I observed well, the whole thing. Wiggins was also falling asleep telling his story, probably because he told it twice. It didn't get more exciting the second time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I did doze off on Mike. I was, um, I was pretty beat, uh, you know, to be honest. To be fair. And you hadn't even traveled to Colombia. <laughs> Wigan's Spanish was atrocious as well. Well, let's see what we can do with the audio then. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll give it to you. And, uh, well, actually, you processed it. You were running the board. You've been running the board a lot lately. So, I mean, there was like two plus hours, so. I tried to cut as much of it down as possible. Mm. All I heard was suspension this and jungle that. He incessantly talked about food as well. <laughs> hey, that's true. W Wiggins lives to eat. Um, there was also mention of cocaine. Yes, by you. <laughs> yeah, hey, I suppose you've got a point. Um, maybe you can punch up the story a little bit and make it a little bit more interesting. I don't know, like use some of those editing skills that you're always bragging about. I am a sentient machine, not a wizard. I will okay. do my best. But I suggest that we host the audio over at Wiggins in the Wild on the Moto One Podcast Network. Yeah, that's not actually a bad idea. Um, we can send the Wiggins files. Uh, send send the Wiggins files over to that show and keep the board of directors happy as well. Maybe get him back on a regular recording schedule. Maybe we'll do that with his Harley Bagger Daddy uh, racing dreams too. Um, the BRL stuff that you want to do. That's not a bad idea, Tobor. Let's do that. Why don't we send that stuff over to uh, Moto One uh, headquarters and they can put it on his podcast over there. Your wish is my command. Oh, I thought you weren't a genie. You just said five seconds ago. Technically, I said I'm not a wizard. I oh. might be a genie. I'm still <laughs> having my script analyzed by 23 and ASCII. <laughs> okay, good. Well, if that's anything like 23 and me... Um, You'll get res your results back pretty quickly. Uh, so we'll get into the, today's show. If we don't have the full Wiggins interview, maybe we can put some of it up there. Uh, what else are we going to talk about today if we don't How have that? How about your Costco inventions that you were ranting about the other day? Mm. Or the rhetorical topics that you bring up when you are working in here? Like if wheelies should be allowed if you pass a test on your driving exam. Okay. Or why we should be embracing electric micro-mobility as the next big scene. All right, I can I can riff on that. No cap, no cap, baby. Pop off, King. All right, before I pop off, let's hit some uh, stinger music and uh, get into some current events before we start the wheelie machine <laughs> in full swing. I'm not in the mood. 
All right, everybody. Well, let's get some current events. Let me pop up my notes here, talk about a few other things. I would be remiss if I did not talk about the uh, Pasadena Greenhorn ride. Sorry we didn't get this episode out like two days ago. It happened this weekend, um, this Memorial Day. Uh, old Junkmeister is going to be uh, riding with the boys up uh, around the local hills and dales. Uh, if you are in... Um, Isle of Man. If you're on the if you're on the Isle of Man, um, guess what? The TT starts this week, and I was just uh, just tonight actually starting to look into some TT preview stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. Pretty stoked about it. Uh, Forty Four Teeth. If you don't follow them, or if you don't know about them, they're a pretty good uh, UK racing show, and uh, they got some pretty good pre TT coverage coming out right now. And there's a few things that came. <clears throat> excuse me, out of the Northwest uh, that kind of segue into the uh, TT and all that uh, road racing stuff over there. So it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited this year about the TT. Uh, I think this is the second year. I think they ran it in 22, but I think it was kind of sketchy because of the weather. So we'll see how it goes this year. Um, also, that means that Pike's Peak probably just happened here. And since it doesn't have motorcycles anymore, I don't give two shits. But uh, tomorrow, uh, as the Isle of Man, quali- it, it, it's basically qualifying and practice week um, this week. And then next week, it's going to be like every every day after, uh, uh, let me see, in the afternoons. Um, and then, yeah, from Monday through Friday, it'll be uh, qualifying next Saturday, or then um, Saturday through next Saturday, from the uh, 1st of June through the 10th of June, will be the racing. So that'll be pretty awesome. Um, and there is uh, a bank holiday tomorrow. So we have Memorial Day tomorrow. And in the uh, UK, or on at least on MAN, uh, it's a bank holiday. So they'll still be doing um, uh, qualifying. The official fortnight has started for the Isle of Man. So that's pretty exciting. Tune into it. I think the guys on 44 Teeth were saying that there is a... Uh, they said 1999, and I don't know if that was pounds or dollars. I'm assuming it's pounds. So for roughly around twenty something bucks, you can get the full TT um, uh, races, qualifying, all that stuff behind the scenes. I think. Uh, and if you, I'm going to look this up real quick while I'm recording too. If you um, head over there, they actually had some discount code playing uh, and. I think it's like 44teeth.20 or something like that. But it's not too bad. for. It's probably 25 bucks US, a little more than that, maybe 30 bucks. And that's not not too shabby because if you look at the price of like MotoGP or F1 and all that stuff, they're like atrocious. The, uh, the pricing on that stuff is crazy. So to get all of this coverage for $19.99, and I, like I said, uh, do the, you do the uh, how many, how many cafe lattes or how many... Uh, hometown burritos is that for you i have no idea you figure that shit out but that's pretty cheap all right so i checked it out it's iomttraces.com as in isle of man ttraces.com so iomttraces.com scroll down and uh, i think right there on their home page if you scroll down it's the uh, tt plus live pass on sale now click on there you get five days of practice, six days of racing, and you know anything could happen. We've seen racing delayed by weather before, so um, that could always happen. But yeah, then you keep scrolling down. They got news, reviews, 
Uh, let me see right here. Superbike and senior preview, Supersport preview. Is there going to be a 130-mile-an-hour lap in the Supersport this year? And you got to you gotta uh, remember that this is average miles per hour. So there's a couple of hairpins where they get down to like 30 miles an hour, maybe 20, maybe slower than that. There's that one that's like a dang, you know, 180-degree uh, turn, and I'm pretty sure they get down to like 10 miles an hour on that. They're like barely, they're just standing the bikes up to get to that corner. So if you think that they're getting down to possibly 10 or 15, you know, parking lot speeds, uh, miles per hour, and then they're getting up to like over 200 miles an hour uh, on on public roads. It's a pretty amazing race. So the Super Sports, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Super Sport is a 600. So are the Super Sports going to get up to that 130 mile an hour lap time? Uh, the uh, Super Stocks and the Super Bikes have been uh, going up, you know, hitting those levels for the last couple of years. So yeah, really, really sick. Uh, check it out. I always get to uh, pump up this pump up. I get to pump up this time of year for the Isle of Man races. Um, what else happened this week? Oh yeah, I forgot to. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge that is going on this year. It's just for fun this year. Um, I do have to say that Roger um, hit a banger. Roger, um, God, what's his last name? <laughs> Roger Smith, I think. Uh, so last week it was, it was, uh, restaurants and what qualifies as a restaurant? Well, anything that serves food. So let's just say he hit all the gentlemen's clubs last week. And I think he wins, in my opinion, uh, he wins the creative writing medal of valor for, uh, taking one, uh, making, making the MPC what it probably would have never been, uh, and <laughs> it's still been the old way. But since it's just for fun this year, uh, yeah, he, he takes gold in our, uh, restaurants category. This week is already halfway through, but hey, just go to their Facebook page. It's Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. Look at last week's challenge. Go get the numbers. It doesn't matter. We're not getting scored on anything this year. Uh, and uh, it's just kind of been resurrected from the dead because it kind of died a few year, couple of years ago. And um, the, the people want to ride. The people want a reason to ride. And it was a fun reason to. So get out there. This week, I believe they're doing street names. Or is it cities? I'll have to double check this. Uh, but the letters are C B I W N H C B I W N H, and uh, I can't listen to this audio and record at the same time because I don't have five ears, unlike some people think I do. Um, popular opinion, but um, but yeah. So I think they're doing uh, streets this week and then next, next week it'll be cities. So yep, they're doing streets this week. So yeah, get out there and go get some streets to start with those letters. C B I W N H post them to the page. Have some fun. Join the team. Also wanted to give a shout out to, uh, Becky tarts who was a MPC challenger in the past. Her, uh, son passed away. Everyone here in SoCal knows we, I shared it on the, uh, MPC page and, uh, uh, it was so nice to see the amount of outpouring uh, to to Becky. Becky, we um, sorry for your loss, and I uh, was able to tune in to the services for a little bit. Thank you for live streaming that and making uh, the celebration of uh, a motorcyclist uh, life um, available to the public. So thank you so much for that, and uh, we all we all shared uh, shared with you, um, you know, our uh, our wishes and prayers. So. Oh, this is really fun, Tobor. Why don't you stop me, Tobor? You're looking right at me. 
because you have no feelings. Don't don't answer. Don't talk. I'm turning your mic down. Uh, let's get into some other stuff that's happening. Um, today was the SoCal Cycle Swap Meet, last one for May. The next one will be in June. So we'll. Uh, I probably should wait to say that one until we get to June. Uh, June fourth, actually. Well, May. Obviously, I said uh, this this last week of May and the first week of June is going to be. Um, the Isle of Man, TT, road races. Uh, June 4th, the Friends of Steve McQueen show is happening from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Boys Republic, nearby here in Chino Hills. Steve McQueen spent some time there when he was a troubled teen, and uh, before he got into acting, he was kind of a uh, rebel and got into a bit of trouble. Boys Republic helped turn him around and help uh, get him on the right track. So they have a car and motorcycle show every year. And uh, yeah, so we'd like to go help him out. That is June 4th at uh, the Boys Republic in Chino Hills. Uh, June 11th, Vintage Bike OC happening in Huntington Beach happens every month down there, happening from 2 to 4 at Castaneda's Mexican Restaurant. Uh, check out Vintage Bike OC on the web. They put out a post every t- every time that there's a uh, an event, and they put the winner up there. They put a couple pics of the bikes that showed up, and there's always, for, for such a small... Um, I don't know, grassroots local gathering. There's some real bangers that show up there. It's pretty sweet. Uh, June 4th through 26th, Born Free 14 motorcycle show is happening at Oak Canyon Ranch in Silverado, California. I think it's 20 bucks to get in. Bring a kid, bring a friend, bring a bike. Oh, and if you haven't seen what uh, Mark... Atkins from Rusty Butcher has been building lately. Oh my God! If he if that doesn't win Born Free this year, I quit. Uh, July uh, and then uh, actually that same weekend is going to be the uh, the last um, cycle SoCal Cycle Swap Meet for June happening Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Excuse me in Long Beach. <laughs> okay, um, let me see. July that brings us to July, July seventh through 9th is uh, Moto America Superbike Speed Fest at Laguna Seca in Monterey. Uh, the weekend includes five classes of road racing, the Medallia Superbikes, the Super Sport, uh, the Revit Twins Cup, Mission King of the Baggers, and the Roland Sands Super Hooligan, which I know Wiggins used to cry about and say he didn't like the rules because they were kind of tenuous and always changing. But I figure that's the closest thing to having a uh, non-regulated race series that there is. Uh, well, as close as you're going to come to, a, a, you know, grassroots, non-regulated uh, race series and people shouldn't cry about because guess what? When I was listening to the guys talk about the scandal that's happening in some of the Irish road racing with, you know, homologated parts and things like that, it can be real, it can be real tricky even for the race teams to figure out the rules. So that is pretty cool. Also, uh, I, sh- I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Barber Small Bore. Let me get the info for that real quick. That is happening June 9th through 11th at Barber Motorsports Park. Uh, head over to barbermuseum.org. Uh, go over there and purchase tickets. They're on sale now. I think you can get camping for like 30 bucks and then entry for 30 bucks. I'm trying to click the website to get in, but it don't like my... It's banned me. Most most motorcycle sites have banned me. Uh, but let's see, the Barber Small Bore. Here we go. It is at the... Uh, Barber Vintage Museum, like I said, it's taking a second to load up. But anyways, yeah, I think I looked at it the other day, and camping is like thirty bucks. Entry is twenty five or thirty bucks, and 
go over there, check it out. Um, go to the uh, barbermuseum.org or whatever I said and uh, click on the small bar pa- small board page when you're on the uh, on a PC or a laptop. Don't do it on your phone. Don't do it on a tablet because it's not going to play the video in the background of these dudes sending it. They have like a, a GNCC style like Woods Cross, but they're doing it on like Groms and like Ruckuses and stuff. Then there's a dude on a Ruckus doing a wheelie down a drag strip, you know, like racing these totally blasted out uh, small board bikes. But there's a bunch of cool stuff, a bunch of mini bikes too, so not just all Groms and and Ruxes. But yes, our, our friends at Steady Garage alerted me to it a few years ago. And uh, yeah, it's happening June 9th through 11th. So that'll be uh, right after the, um, that'll be like the finishing of the uh, Isle of Man TT. Speaking of the Isle of Man, uh, like I said, me and the boys are going to be in the hills tomorrow riding. And uh, I'm going to call it the Isle of Moan because uh, we're going to go up there and do about six miles an hour on a clapped out old Honda and we're going to try and do uh, set our best times up there. It's a clandestine event. We don't, we're not advertising it. We don't want anybody to know because uh, it could lead to, you know, similar to the cannonball or anything like that, it could lead to uh, bad things happening if a bunch of people showed up. But Isle of Moan is going to be happening. We're going to be do our testing uh, along with the Isle of Man. Speeds are going to be much lower. <laughs> and uh, death rate, probably much higher. So we'll, uh, we'll see about that. And with that, let's take a quick break let's do um get a couple of ads in here i haven't loaded my new psas for the summer but i do know that uh it's gonna be hasn't been real hot here in socal so i don't know if it's hot where you are or rainy or crazy or what but there's a bunch of uh psas that got released about heat stroke i'll probably put those in later shows because hey right now it ain't that bad we're having some uh total like may gray june gloom and uh it even rained here a couple days so yeah i was really surprised last last year i think was it was just shy of eight thousand degrees celsius here last year like walking on the planet venus you know and uh this year it's been crazy so i am stoked to get out and ride tomorrow if this fucking pounding headache that i have goes away uh i can barely see right now yeah migraine coming on and that ain't never good for riding all right let's get in some ads i'll quit blabbing be back in two and two Nathan Flats from Flats Tires, reminding you to come on down and get everything you need for your bike. We've got tires, they're round, they're made of rubber, and we supply everything you need, including valve stems. The only thing you need to supply is the air. That's right, come down to Flats Tires. We're on the corner of State Street and First, down in Epperton. For over 131 years and several months, Klobman's has been supplying quality pickles to motorcyclists the world over. Legendary icons such as Sylvester Roper, Oscar Hedstrom, William Harley, Betsy Stringfield, Frank Willoughby Cotton, Evil Knievel, Nikki Hayden, and Sachiro Honda have all quenched their desires for a thick, juicy pickle sliding across their greasy, willing lips with none other than a fine specimen from Klopman's. Join the Hall of Fame, win your first race, impress the judges, put a Klopman's in your mouth, and a championship trophy on your shelf. Klopman's, not for dreamers, for doers. Klopman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists. 
just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. I'm not in the mood. All right, we are back, everybody. Yeah, don't text. I've seen enough of that shit. Speaking of text, oh, yeah, shit, we need to do our five headlines that are not headline newsworthy. Tobor, I left all of our notes and shit in the house. Will you toddle in there and get them real fast? And don't be loud. Don't stomp those robotic feet like like the maniac you are. All right, thank you, man. While Tobor does that, I will uh, play you a little song here. And speaking of songs, man... I went to see one of my favorite all-time bands. Yeah, yeah Tobor's there that way. Uh, I went to see one of my favorite all-time bands last night. Bands being a uh, uh, loose term as it's a one-man band. Bob Log, everybody. Bob Log was in L.A. the other night. Uh, well, last night. And with him was this band called Shoulda Shook It. And man, I wish I would. I wish I would have bought some of their merch because they um, pretty good. Yeah, they're out of Tucson. Bob is based in Australia nowadays, but uh, I don't know if he moved back to Tucson. But originally, he was from Tucson. Uh, plays in a motorcycle helmet and uh, plays pretty good stuff. So. Imagine that, but with like hardcore, like disco music behind it, disco party music. So anyway, uh, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pause this. Tobor isn't back yet. Maybe I actually need to go search for him. Yeah. I'm going to go look for Tobor and get an Advil. I'll be right back. All right. We are back. I am uh, carrying a tall Tobor. I do appreciate that. First off, Tobor. (laughs) I wanted that police helicopter. There was like a helicopter flying back. We, we are between a few airports here. And uh, uh, I wonder, there was a police helicopter flying back, obviously from somewhere, heading back to base or to the airport or whatever. I wonder what they think if their FLIR picks us walking to the studio. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? You know, some uh, crazy old worm and a, and a, I don't know what they think you are, but yeah. Uh, but anyways... Thank you also, Tobar, for getting me a refreshing beverage. However, that was acetone. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're not on mic. But I don't know if uh, if you're trying to kill me or not. No, yeah, your mic's turned down, so they can't hear you. But I did get myself a refreshing glass of Pedialyte. Hopefully, that helps me get hydrated. Even if it is dehydration, maybe it's just a headache from, like I said, working out the other day. And I wasn't working out like Andy and Iron, like lifting, you know, deadlifting 873 pounds and all that crazy bodybuilder bullshit. I was just doing a, I am 137 years old. So I was doing, uh, everything was heavy back in my day, but yeah, I was just doing a light workout so that my really fragile calcified bones don't snap. And uh, it still could have worked the muscles around my neck. Because when I look up, it feels good. Actually, my neck just cracked. So, yeah, that could be it, Tobor. My skeleton could be uh, 
rigidifying again. We might need to do some of those injections of that stuff that the army gave us a few <laughs> few decades ago. All right, let me take a sip of Pedialyte. Tober, why don't you tell a joke? Actually, you're you're not turned on. I'll be quick. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I can feel those electrolytes bleeding into my bones. All right, everybody. Let's get into the newsworthy headlines that aren't newsworthy. This time they might be. I'm picking all of these out of the AMA magazines. I just went through and cleaned up my shit from the house, tired of getting sick of the old lady yelling at me. And what type of old lady would she be if uh, she didn't yell at me for making a shitty mess all over the house with my stupid magazines? Um, so I was cleaning them up and I was like, oh yeah. And I was looking through them and I was like, hey, there's some of the stuff I didn't talk, I barely touched on. But uh, this stuff is important to me. So maybe these are maybe these are finally some newsworthy headlines. Well, uh, you you tell me. The first one, and this is from May, uh, the May article or issue. So what they probably started writing that in January or February, and mailing it out in March or April so that it'd get to you by May. Uh, so these are a little old by the time even you get it in the mail, but it's still. Uh, happening in 23. Um, the first one that was in there from the May art uh, issue was the uh, right to repair bill. And this one's important to me and my career even. I'm taking another slag of Pedialyte here. Tober, don't look at me like that. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You have like a weird dipstick that you pour stuff in. That's my mouth. And do not stick anything in it. No. No, that doesn't. Like, No. That's because we need to check your levels, your like coolant levels or whatever. No, and don't whistle like that again. That was weird. That freaked me out. That wasn't you? Is there someone behind me? Fucking ghosts in this place again? That was you. You're you're fucking with me now. I heard it. I'm gonna play it back on the tape, and if it's not there, I'm really, I'm really gonna freak out. Uh, but anyway, the right to repair bill is pretty important to me. There's a lot of brands. Um, Stellantis, who owns Fiat and Chrysler. Uh, announced that they were creating a new uh, business unit uh, to generate some money via data-related services, uh, $20 billion, in fact. You're going to have to pay for data from them. Um, and also, uh, Harley-Davidson famously, I think Tesla also, uh, m- was kind of hard to get uh, data from them. Um, on repairing stuff. However, I, I do know that these companies obviously offer some repair data. Uh, I don't know at what cost, um, but I do know that it's troublesome. And yeah, you should be able to buy and repair your own vehicle. What if you live in the woods? What if you live in the boonies? What if you're an old trained mechanic? You know, uh, what if you're like me who knows just enough to get himself into a lot of trouble, but not enough to be like a a factory technician, you know what I'm saying? Like I know a lot about, I know a little about a lot and those guys know a, uh, a lot about a little, you know, their own products and they want to keep it that way. They, they want to avoid your warranty. They want to do all this stuff. Um, Harley Davidson recently had to make amendments to their, um, Warranties saying that they wouldn't void it if you didn't use like non Harley factory parts. So they're trying to d- dial down what you can use. They're trying to dial down what info you can even get. You can't repair it yourself. You know they're trying to just uh, for dealerships and stuff. It's make you're you're taking money away from them when you're doing your own repairs. So, uh, but man, changing the oil 
There's no reason anybody shouldn't be doing that. Changing your own battery? I think it's so funny when you see people on the side of the road and they don't know how to change a flat on their car. This is the same sort of thing. What if you were required to call the dealership to come change a flat on your car? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and your bike, same thing. What if you're required to uh, take it back to a dealership where you uh, where you got it? There's always going to be those little brands um, like CSC Motorcycles and some of these smaller brands that can't support, you know, even, uh, I don't know, let's say Royal Enfield that can't support, wouldn't be able to support that because they just don't have a huge dealer network everywhere. But uh yeah, what if you had to have that particular dealership come come to your stuff? It's not right, and um, and like I said, if it, and if you're perfectly capable of it yourself, or you have an old bike that no dealership wants to work on, hell, I've seen this with Buells back even when Harley was still selling Buells. Nobody wanted to work on the Buells at Harley dealerships, so you could imagine how uh, nice it would have been to have that data available and be able to do that work yourself or take it to another shop that could have access to those things. But yeah, so the right to repair is a real thing. Um, do you really own it if you don't have the right to do whatever you want to it? So Harley-Davidson's, you pay all this money for that bike, and now you can't even put whatever part you want on it because it wasn't a Harley part and it's going to void your warranty. So that's why they were sued, and that's why they lost, and you can do whatever you want now. Um, but they were saying they'd void your warranty if you use certain parts, uh, you know, if you do your repairs, there's certain things that say, Hey, th- you might void your warranty by doing this. No, that shouldn't be, uh, I mean, it shouldn't be, um, a stipulation that you should, you should have the right to repair your own stuff. And I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Somebody from the motorcycle caucus is on board with that. That's the, uh, that bipartisan council that's in, um, that works with the AMA and is a liaison in Congress. Actually, uh, I think it's um, Tim Wahlberg, who's a Republican from Michigan, and uh, Marie Glusenkamp-Perez is who the two people, she's a Democrat from Washington. Those are the two people that the article cites as being part of the, uh, you know, the uh, Congressional Motorcycle Caucus. And she actually, her and her husband, own a uh, independent uh, auto repair shop, and so the right to repair for them is absolutely, uh, you know, imperative. Like that's the thing too. Yes. Yeah, sh- little shops will go away. Uh, things like that. So it's already been, um, uh, sponsored by s- groups like SEMA. I mean, without the right to repair, uh, other shops can't do your stuff either unless they're certified through, <laughs> you know, uh, or proprietarily whatever, license from from these other things so you can't go install a freaking stereo in your car without voiding the warranty or go to a get a muffler put on at a muffler shop without voiding the warranty so you get you get what i'm saying this this is an important bill i can't believe that it's still in uh congress right now but it's getting um it was reintroduced into the house representatives hopefully it'll go through as you know there's uh, politics right now and uh congress in general is like a crazy shit show um and uh we've had a rough couple of years here in this uh well globally i won't just say us but uh yeah so you can imagine that there's some things that for us niche motorcyclists that are falling to the wayside one of the other things is a uh, lane filtering in oregon that never went through in oregon of all places uh i think it was knocked down last year or the year before 
Um, and I think it was introduced in 2019, but then COVID knocked it. So I think it's been twice through Oregon. Uh, but they're they're trying to reach out and work with uh, uh, the Western states representative from the AMA. And they it's, it's a Senate Bill 422. So, I mean, I'm not from Oregon, so I don't know if I can say, hey, it's we do it in California. It's great. Let Oregon do it. You know, I don't if you don't have a dog in a fight, I don't know if they'll listen to your bark. But it is nice to know that the uh, Senate Committee on um, uh, whatever the uh, it was held in front of the Senate Committee on Judiciary is what it says. This, uh, this is a Senate Bill 422. So it could be. Uh, you know, put into effect and, and Oregon can have lane filtering. Uh, they could join, I think Montana has lane filtering and Utah. And I think there's one other place uh, that I was reading that uh, surprisingly, if they don't have it, they have it on the bill, like Tennessee or something. So uh, yeah, there's a few places that have it. Uh, some form of filtering or sharing lanes for motorcyclists, partially because... Uh, as you know, if you're listening to this uh, in California, when you're at a stop and you're uh, behind a car, if you got rear-ended, man, you are basically the filling between two Oreo cookies. You know what I'm saying? You're the creamy filling now. But if you are in between two cars instead of behind a car, uh, there's no way a car can fit between two other cars and they're going to rear-end the car next to you. So it's very. there's been a lot of... Uh, rear-end accidents and fatalities and things like that. I mean, honestly, motorcyclists, the biggest motorcycle crash is motorcyclists rear-ending other people, but uh, secondarily is is probably getting uh, rear-ended and having people turn left in front of you. So that sort of stuff, uh, they just don't see you and then squish. So that's nice that, that lane, <clears throat> lane filtering in Oregon is going to be uh, is going to be picking up. Um that was it on here. Oh yeah, the Maryland anti-off-road bill is on hold. So this one, the AMA was uh, f- fighting Maryland House Bill 928, and that would require a bunch of townships or towns or whatever they call them in boroughs. I don't know what they call them in Maryland to collect registration for all off-road motorcycles. And I was like, well, that's not that bad. But then I learned. Uh, I learned something else though. Uh, it is basically they're saying it's going to deter off highway motorcycle use on the road, but uh, what it won't do is create safer roads and it's only going to punish law abiding off road motorcyclists by making them now have to pay. So I was like, yeah, that's true. Like it really isn't going to, dude, if you're going to ride dirty on the road and be a 12 o'clock boy in Maryland, you're not going to register your bike. And what it's going to do is the people that do register their off-road bike now, uh, they're going to have to pay for not breaking the law in the first place, which is why they wanted it to, uh, <laughs> you know? So anyway, why, why they wanted it to get passed. Hey, man, everybody, everybody will register it, and then they'll have to uh, they'll have to register their bike. Just like gun laws. Like, it's not the, uh, the law-abiding gun owners you have to worry about. It's the ones that get the guns... Uh, secondarily or or afterwards that that really go shoot stuff up. So uh, let me see. The Maryland Off-Highway Vehicle Alliance and B360, it says that they came together with some enthusiasts to uh, kind of talk about their um, displeasure with the committee. And they're, they're thinking there's going to be a similar bill arise, but maybe it will have different guidelines. So that that is something else. Please don't let them 
make everybody be punished when the bad guys aren't going to pay in the end anyway. Uh, what's this one? This is from excuse me. This is from the uh, June edition of AMA, and it is the uh, <laughs> this is it. New York would reduce congestion prices for motorcycles by 50%. So I don't know if you know what congestion pricing is, and I don't know if they have it where you are. I think they have it in the Bay Area, though, um, here in California. And it's something that I've heard about, and I'm not sure if it is, I don't know, if it's succeeding the way people want it to or whatever. But but really, vehicles on the road... And huge, and this is not going to be anything in a uh, rural setting. But vehicles on the road in metropolitan areas, as you know, people complain about traffic in Atlanta. People complain uh, complain about traffic in San Francisco. People complain about traffic in obviously New York and Los Angeles. Um, you know, Dallas probably shit like that. There's there's all these there's all these big cities uh, that have these massive problems because you have millions of people uh, commuting in and out. Congestion pricing is basically making you pay to drive into an area that has massive amounts of congestion in hopes that maybe you either you won't pay, you'll take public transportation, or if you're going to be crowding through there at that time, you're going to pay this fee. And since motorcyclists, uh, here's really what needs to happen. New York, yeah, motorcyclists take up half the space. They should pay half the, the price. That's already, uh, they're working on doing that. Uh, it's uh, let me see Senate Bill forty one oh two. It would authorize a uh, a bridge and tunnel authority to impose tolls and fees for congestion pricing for motorcycles uh, at the amount of fifty percent of the tolls for cars. Which we don't have as many axles. You don't have as much weight. You don't take up as much space. That is, uh, if you're going to have congestion pricing for motorcycles, that's good. Uh, step two: Why not allow lane filtering? You shit faces. That way. There won't be any congestion because of motorcycles. Uh, there you go. That's another reason why uh, motorcycles should be have lane filtering in almost every major urban metropolitan area, in my opinion. And here we go. This is the one. This is it right here. This I, I just mentioned this a second ago, but this is, the uh, I think, our last one. The AMA was invited by Tennessee legislators to advocate for lane filtering. So lane filtering. So it was Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee... Representatives are kind of checking out. Um, the AMA sent government relations staffs to Nashville because they want to check out lane filtering. Um, it testified uh, in the Senate Transportation Committee. Uh, they chose not to advance the legislation at this time, but it was placed on the first calendar to be revisited in January of 2024. So they are looking to have filtering in Tennessee. I'm guessing places like Nashville or something like that. Probably only Nashville. That's like the only city I can think of in Tennessee. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about all this good stuff? And is there something that you think we need to talk about? Uh, other non-newsworthy stuff, you know, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. However, my, my headaches come back to where I don't like this. Maybe we play Wiggins segment after all. Do we, do we call this a short episode? You want me to just get straight into it? Let's take a quick break. Then I'll get on my rants. How's that, Tobor? And then we'll cut it short. We'll throw Wiggins uh, We'll throw Wiggins a little bone, then we'll put his shit up on, on Wiggins in the Wild. We'll be right back with some more creative writing. Looking for a high-quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk. 
nor do we use other imported hides like Jaguar or Okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Crider's is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Crider's today and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin! Crider's, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Crider's now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Crider's Leathers. Hey, creative writers, RP Enterprises wants to remind you of their latest, greatest invention, the medicated adhesive graphic strip. This medicated bandage strip is emblazoned with bold graphics depicting infected, pus-oozing, disgusting wounds. Whether you have just a minor scratch, a hangnail, or a clean gash, make sure you customize it with the Mags Bandage from RP Enterprises. RP Enterprises is only available at fine retail stores near you. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to finish the show in an hour, actually, for the first time in 100 years. Tobor, you want me to riff on some of my... You want to go in a little different direction. I'm going to let you lead this show. You want me to riff on some of the stuff that I always have been talking about recently, right? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. You don't have to yell. Okay. So, well, okay. I'm going to get to it in a minute. Pop off, king. <laughs> Don't say pop off king. <laughs> Dude, okay, whatever Gen Z or whatever, I don't know. Yes. Yes, okay. Here, Tobor, be quiet. I'm gonna turn you down. Just in case. Just in case you say pop off king one more time. Okay, so listen, what's the first thing you want? You put on your put it on your display. Okay, so I was talking about wheelies. Okay, so yeah, so listen to this. Tobor and I had this discussion. I was actually didn't uh, have it with Tobor. I was thinking to myself, and Tobor just happens to be uh, in the garage half the time when I'm just in there thinking and thinking about stuff I want to do. <sighs> so here it is. Uh, and I think this came from something on uh, front-end chatter. I'm going to adjust my mic so I can kind of chill back a little bit. Yeah, I'm in chill mode now, baby. I've turned chill up to 11, so if you get cold, put on a sweater and listen to Junkie. Uh, get the lead out. Uh, so, yeah, I think I, I this came to me uh, as an idea of something that I similar that I'd heard on uh, front-end chatter about some sort of thing. Uh, being written into a test, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this this should be included in the price of your motorcycle exam or fees or whatever at, at the DMV, you know? Uh, and I thought, hey, people are always getting their panties in a wad about around here about at gat and like doing a wheelie and like you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that because everybody's got an opinion on something and everybody, hang on, I got to turn my the chill up to thirteen. Holy crap! It's like sitting in an air conditioner in here, folks. Um, my nipples are hard and my opinions are harder, so get ready for it. 
Uh, if, you, if your nipples get hard because you li- just now listen to me say that, please email the show, creativewritingmerzikapodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your opinions on the current state of affairs uh, on stuff like wheelies. So here's the deal. I think that... Um, also, yeah, that's why, because I also got some comments on some shit in Reddit where I was commenting on, and somebody saw, uh, it was either LA or San Francisco, some dudes like, you know, doing some wheelies somewhere in the intersection. And my comment was this, hey, it's like a victimless crime, isn't it? Uh, as long as they don't crash and eat shit into somebody, they did a little wheelie, they waved at a kid. Uh, they made themselves feel better. They gave you something to look at and something to gripe about. So without that, your day would have been just an average Karen or Ken. Uh, I'm going to just call guys Karens too. Um, you know, sitting, sitting at the stoplight, staring, uh, at your, I don't know, classic rock station, drinking your Starbucks or whatever you were doing. When you saw this person do a whiz hooligan, do a wheelie in there, and you automatically wish there was like eight cops there so they could shoot them because that's what happens nowadays. Uh, cops lynch everybody. They don't even give you a ticket. They'll just shoot you now. But uh, yeah, so that's what you want. You want someone to get shot because they did a wheelie. People get shot for shoplifting all the time. It's uh, it's crazy. People get shot for, you know, walking, <laughs> continue to walk or uh, not giving their license. There's 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 multiple reasons why uh, people are dying. And we don't need wheelies to be one. And we don't need those assholes doing the wheelies to fucking flop over and crash. I don't know how many uh, Harleys and Supermoto guys and sport bike guys, for that fact, too, uh, doing wheelies and they eat shit and... Uh, you know, break a light pole, you know, thank God most of them don't hit cars, but even some of them do hit cars or like doing it on a crowded city street and there's nowhere to not, you know, once you fall over, you're hitting a parked car or or a driving car that's driving by. Uh, Idiots, fucking idiots, right? And that gives motorcyclists a bad name too. And I recognize that. But what about this? What about, Tobor, look me in the eyes. Ew, that's creepy. Quit doing that. Uh, I'm just going to look over here on the wall. Imagine this. Imagine a world where when you're when you're at the DMV and you don't have to do a wheelie, you don't have to take this test, but if you're going to do a wheelie or if you think you might want to do a wheelie or even try a wheelie one of these days, you got to take a test and you got to prove that you can do a wheelie. And therefore... If a cop ever pulls you over for doing a wheelie and you got it on your license test that, hey, I passed the uh, stunt portion, bro. Like, there might be a section where they go in and they're like, yeah, he can do wheelies and stoppies. What do you know? And, like, can even prove that he could burn out, do a rolling burnout. So now you can't get pulled over for that shit. And now you're doing it safe, safely. And on the DMV test, you you attest that you won't do that, like... In a dangerous situation, like in a fucking crowded city street or through a parking lot where people are walking or anything. You know, basically, if you're doing a wheelie and no one's around, but there's a cop behind you and they catch you or they see you doing it on the street and there's no cars in front of you or anything like that, or there's only motorcycles around you, then they don't give you a ticket for it and they can't pull you over for it. And then we won't have all these stunters running. Obviously they can do wheelies. So why wouldn't they go in and get a license that said I could wheelie? So I don't know. I just saw somebody being a total, uh, no fun Nancy about it. 
about people doing wheelies and having fun. And obviously they could do it and they were capable of doing it. And that's all it is. So the next time you see a, would see a wheelie, instead of crying about it, you might go, oh, that person has a license to do that. And if they don't have a license to do that, well, the cop pulls you over and it's not on your license, then yeah, you get a ticket. So take the test, do learn to do the wheelies, and maybe they make it part of a training. Maybe maybe that'll even legitimize some of these wheelie classes that you could take. You could take wheelie classes, and uh, I think you should. If you want to do a wheelie and you don't know how to do one, but you would want to get a, a license that says it, like right next to your M1, it says M1W uh, or M1S for stunts, then that means, yeah, you could do stunts and that you've agreed not to do them in dangerous places. You're doing them in a parking lot. No cop can come and chase you off. You're doing them on an abandoned road. They can't give you a ticket for that. You're doing it through a parking lot at the mall or like next to a school or some shit. Yeah, they can give you a ticket for that. Or even even weaving in and out of traffic doing shit. Sure. And there's people that do that all the time anyway, and they don't get caught. And uh, I'm not saying you would get caught, but... I'm just saying it it would make it would legitimize wheelies and make make doing stuff that other people people complain about certifiable. There's people that uh drive shitty and do really shitty things in cars yet they pass their license test and uh they got their license and they still drive like shit. So why don't we complain about them, you know? You, you <laughs> let's let's uh, legitimize something that that people can actually do that's kind of cool and uh Make it not a crime. Skateboarding is not a crime. Wheeling shouldn't be a crime if you can prove that you can do it and get certified on your test. Uh, what else, Tillboard? Set it up on the display, on your display. Oh, yeah, Costco. So this is new. Uh, yeah, Costco doesn't really have much to do with motorcycles except for that most of you probably shop there. And if you're Mark Atkins, you probably take your new Dyna down there and grab, you know, you can fit more in that thing than you can in a goddamn 1992 uh, Chevy Suburban. So maybe you are. You're going down there this weekend to pick up some stuff for the grill. You ride your hog down there. Uh, and uh, you go inside Costco. What's worse than people wheeling through traffic and nervous Nancy complaining about it? Fucking traffic in Costco. That's what's terrible. Costco sucks hairy ball sacks. And people don't. This is my complaint with the fair, too, today. Walking through the fair is like walking through the fucking farmer's market in downtown Beijing. There's got to be 93 million people there. I mean, it is L.A., so there probably is 93 million people. But listen, folks, can we agree that you don't just fucking stop in the middle of the aisle? Treat it like a road. You wouldn't be driving on the freeway and then just all of a sudden just stop, would you? Like, you'd pull over to the side if there was something you wanted to see. Hey, look at those poppies growing on the side of the freeway. Why don't I just fucking screech to a deadening halt right here, slam on the e-brake, or the p-brake as it really is, and uh, go take some pictures of these, of these poppies in bloom right now. No, you would pull over to the side of the road. Hopefully, hopefully you're not that dick. The only time people stop in the middle of the road is if they've crashed into each other or have had a mechanical, and that's a dangerous spot. In Costco... And at the fair, for that matter, pedestrian traffic is just as bad. People just fucking stop. Groups of people just standing in the middle of the walkway where where 800,000 other fair goers are trying to go around them. People in Costco, same thing. They just stop too fucking wide blocking. It was like double parking carts today. Uh, they had the whole aisle blocked. And I don't know where the fucking people were. They were walking off, picking out 
fucking eight pack of Funyuns or whatever they were getting. I have no idea, but it was it was disgusting and disrespectful. So here's my idea for Costco and for the fair. Now that I think about it, uh, in the price of your ticket and in the price of your Costco membership, this will happen. They will install on those big ass fucking Costco carts that are really one of the size of one of those smart for two cars. Uh, they will install blinkers and brake lights and shit like and hazards maybe. And you won't have to take a driving test, but you'll fucking know. Hey, in Costco in the U.S. We drive on the right-hand side of the road. So guess what? Walk down the right-hand side of the fucking aisle, you dickheads. Quit walking on the left-hand side of the aisle. When you walk on the left-hand side of the aisle, it makes uh, me have to swerve over. You know what I'm saying? Actually, actually, I'm I'm saying that wrong. When you, you are on the left-hand side of the aisle, you're coming toward me, and I'm walking on the right-hand side like I'm driving. It's like somebody driving in uh, Pakistan, and you're from the U.S. and somebody from the U.K. is driving, and neither of you has any idea what the fucking roads in Pakistan. Do you which side do you drive on? So you both just head on collision into each other because Pakistan has no rules. I, I bet they do. I just am making that up. Let's uh, let's make up a country. Uh, Uzbekistan. That's that can't be a real country. Uh, so you're driving through this imaginary country called Uzbekistan, and you fucking head on each other because nobody knows what side the fucking road you're supposed to be on in this country. One person's on the side that they're on in their country, and the other person's on the, the same side because that's what the side they drive on in their country. Well, listen, fuckers, in America and Canada and Mexico and most places in North America, all the way down to the fucking Panama Canal. And including Cuba, and maybe not all of the islands in like the Bahamian islands and shit like that. Those might be a little different because some of those were uh, colonized by the British. But for the most part, most of North America, you drive on the fucking right hand side. So when you're walking through a store or you're walking through a large, gigantic, like, oh, Fairplex with like 80,000 people at it in one spot, how about we walk? on the same side that we drive on. And for Costco, yeah, that means you're going to have to flick on that fucking blinker that your Costco membership is paying to put on the carts if you want to turn left. You don't just get to start walking on the left side of the aisle and blocking everybody else that's coming down, and then now you can't even get down the fucking seafood aisle. And I just was using the seafood aisle to get down. I don't even want any seafood. I just wanted to get through because everyone's hogging up the fucking cracker and muffin aisle, and I need to get over to the milk aisle. And... Lo and behold, every aisle is blocked because you fuckers don't know how to walk around in a goddamn store. People are just ridiculous. And I almost said retarded, but my wife said not to say retarded uh, earlier. And she told my kids not to say that word because I said she was being retarded. And uh, I think, uh, I, I don't know what other words uh, to use. I used to work in that industry, so I kind of felt like, hey, I could say it, but that's that's the wrong approach to take, take to things. Uh, I shouldn't say it. I should probably say something else. But I think my wife actually should be held accountable because I, I feel like she's saying, don't say it. But I don't think we should discriminate against the retarded one. So I'm going to apologize if you are... Um, if you are retarded, you're probably not listening to this show because I don't think they give uh, motorcycle licenses out to the uh, mentally retarded. But uh, yeah, let's think of a better word: uh, incapacitated, mentally incapacitated. I think everybody uh, seems like they are mentally incapacitated uh, and, and unable to form 
uh, I can, you know, even if I, this is, this is crazy. Cause even if Costco baskets did have turn signals and shit on them, so people know where the fuck you're going, uh, uh, it would be, uh, it would just, people still wouldn't use it right. And people would still block the alley. It's just a fuck. F- uh, that, that whole store is a fuck. F- I was just open at midnight. I'd go then. I'd go then. Cause then nobody would be there. What else, Tilbor? Show me what else is on that display. Micromobility. That's going to be our last one. My headache's pounding. I really want to ride with the guys tomorrow. So I think I need to go, go to bed uh, and just try to get as much sleep before the morning as I can. So last one, Tilbor. Then we're going to get out of here. Micromobility. Why we need to focus on micromobility? Well, partially because of this. Um, there is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of leeway in micromobility. First off, there's no rules. For certain ages, uh, you can't even ride a bicycle without a helmet. And so maybe a scooter you can ride without a helmet, all this shit. I don't know. Maybe you can ride a scooter. Maybe it's not a bicycle. But, um, yeah, bicycles, you have to ride with a helmet if you're under a certain age. After that, there's no rules. The only rules is, like, don't ride out in the middle of the road uh, and get ran over. Um, basically, you have the same rights as a car or uh, slightly less than a car or a motorized scooter, except for that you have the one right that they're not allowed to crowd you or run you over, at least here in California. Um, maybe, and maybe that's a Southern California thing. That's a Los Angeles thing. Maybe where in Los Angeles County, you're supposed to give cyclists three feet of space, uh, instead of being the asshole that rides up next to him and honks at him for taking up the whole fucking street. They're technically allowed to take up a lane. And if there's two lanes, you just get over, go around them. Uh, so, and I say that as a, as a two wheel enthusiast that I have been cycling and had, uh, never had those crazy people come over and like try to attack me because I've never been that asshole that's like telling people off while I'm riding my 16 pound bicycle and they're in an 8,000 pound car but I, I have you know I, I know what it feels like to have people go by you at like 45 miles an hour about two and a half inches away uh, but micromobility there's no laws man so what does that mean for us well it means and, and this is crazy evident after the uh, super killer Sunday that I went to, uh, kill, I'm sorry, super killer Sunday, the killer super Sunday or killer scooter super Sunday, um, where there's a lot of ruckuses out there. And I don't know if this is a federal thing or just most States this is true, but 49, uh, under 50 CCs, you don't need a license for it. And a lot of times, depending on the DMV clerk at the time, if they're, uh, what's that word my wife didn't want me to use? If they're mentally incapacitated, they may not know the rules, but a lot of times you can say, hey, this is not 50 CC. This is 48.2 or whatever, 49 CC. It's under 50 CC. So technically you don't need to register it either. You need it. You do like a one-time payment for like just like you do with the moped, you know what I'm saying? Um, and guess what? Kids could ride mopeds at certain ages, like 16, I think it is. So I think I'm pretty sure you never have to get a license for 50cc and under. They make some pretty badass mopeds. If you go to the Barber Small Bore and you see that guy wheeling the ruckus that was on their video from last year, imagine that. A ruckus that will outperform your fucking stock Mustang. Uh... I'm talking about the Mustangs when they were still <clears throat> uh, 
internal combustion engines, not the new uh, electric ones. But yeah, imagine that a stock ruckus or a, a ruckus, not stock, but it'll beat your stock Mustang. Um, and you don't need a license for it. And a kid could probably ride it. I'm not sure the legal age of those, but dude, what, 18? So you go from 16 to 18? It's probably the same as a motorcycle uh, license. You know, 16, you get your permit. 18, you can get your license. Uh, 21, you can actually start doing some reasonable things. Listen to this. If it has pedals on it, I think it's even younger than that. I think you can get your license at 16 for anything with pedals. And the the uh, the mad ass that they used to have, they still make it. I forget who makes it now, but I think Puke, Puke, Push used to make it. Um, yeah. Dude, imagine ripping around on one of those, a 125 moped, basically, as a kid. like, And you're doing shit like Travis Pastrana used to do on his 125 against the big dogs on the 450s. You know what I'm saying? You're blowing past Lamborghinis on Sunset Boulevard because you can actually drive a 125 at top speed uh, on Sunset Boulevard, and a Lamborghini will get nowhere out of first gear on Sunset Boulevard. So imagine that cruising through Hollywood on your on your uh, mad ass at 16, being able to get places, um, and not even at 16. How about 116, 63, 53, 43, 33? We need to stop uh, complaining about how expensive bikes are getting. And start looking at the micro mobility, and that includes electric bikes. There's a lot of electric bikes. Have you watched Sir Ronster? Man, some of his bikes haul ass. And yeah, he may only be uh, 74 pounds, but lose some fucking weight, and then you'll be able to go like 65 miles an hour on a bicycle too. Hey, cool, right? You don't need a license for it. You don't need. You just need a helmet. Like you should wear a helmet. And I'm not even sure if you're required to, but uh, I'm pretty sure if it goes over a certain mile an hour, you're you're supposed to like 28 miles an hour or whatever. But yeah, we really. Long story short, we really need to embrace micro mobility because it is definitely a thing. One of the guys whose uh, kid goes to school with my kid, she rides the metro, and the metro does not go to their school. <laughs> the metro is a train here in LA that goes, you know, all over the county and um it's basically a commuter rail, like a trolley. They call it the trolley in San Diego, but it's the metro line here and it's just commuter trains. They have them in Oregon too. I forget what they call them up there, but it was a fantastic in Oregon. I don't know how it is now in Oregon, but when I was up there, uh we were able to ride the train everywhere and just walk a couple blocks to our hotel. It's pretty pretty nice. Um so yeah, rode, rode the metro. Obviously, the metro doesn't go to school. And uh, to get from the metro stop to school, the kid rode a scooter, a little electric scooter, push scooter. I don't know, but uh, I've been seeing a lot of people commuting on electric scooters to work around here recently. And that's because if you look at the price of a car, they are uh, fucking like $90,000. Um, hmm. And uh, with home prices going up to like a million dollars, that's just crazy. Uh, I don't think you can afford, you can't afford both anymore, really, unless you uh, <laughs> are getting paid quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, especially for for short commuting, and that's maybe what you use it for, is uh, I'm not saying you're going to get a scooter and travel the fucking George Wyman route across a uh, continent on it, but I am going to say that you're going to take it to the coffee shop. You might take it, uh, you know, 
up wherever you're going to meet your friend for a beer. Like there's a bunch of breweries in my town and rather than hopping on the bike, hell, I could hop on a bicycle motor, like electric bicycle or a little scooter and, and get up there just as good and then not have to worry about wobbling my way back home. But, uh, yeah, micromobility. There was also something else I wanted to say, Tobor, about names. And I'm going to, I'm going to end it on this cause I'm, I'm starting to feel like total shit and I want to go ride tomorrow. Uh, names, man. What's in a name? This is this is where you learn things like, uh, yeah, there is things in names. Um, octane, octane is a, a rating for gasoline. It's not a performance booster. It is also a, uh, I think it's an Indian. I think those Indians made octane. Maybe I'm thinking of Victory, but um, but yeah, it is a, is not a performance booster. The more octane in your gas, actually, the higher the number, the harder it is to combust. Actually, that's what that number means. Is that the because if you have a low octane in your in your motorcycle, like eighty seven, and you're putting out high compression, just the, just the force of the piston squeezing all that together is going to get those atoms bumping together so fast that they get so hot they ignite before the spark plug does. So. Excuse me. The higher the octane, the harder it is for your gas to ignite. So there's that one. Excuse me. God, now I'm gonna barf. Tobor, what'd you? Did you put something in my Pedialyte, bro? Did you put acetone in there? Okay, we'll get on with it. Uh, the other thing was uh, Jamaica. This is where you learn that uh, you know that fa- that awesome song "Dire Maker" you love from uh, Led Zeppelin. Well, look at it again and know that, uh, you know, those British, right? Right, governor? That's how you spell Jamaica. D-Y-E-R-M-A-K-E-R. And that's why it sounds like a reggae song because they were like in Jamaica when they made it up. So it looks like Dire Maker, but it's Jamaica. Dear Maker. Say it three times fast. It's, uh, yeah. Also, when you're talking about your 650... And your, uh, I don't know, 530. Talk about the 420. <laughs> this is like an American thing. This is kind of stupid, but Americans, how do you know you're talking to an American? Drop the T. You're never going to hear an American say 20. You're going to never never hear an American say plenty. Uh, you're never going to hear an American say that stuff. They're going to say 20, plenty. Uh, the only time we say T's apparently is uh, when it's at the beginning and maybe at the end. Like I always say Huntington. I don't say Huntington. Uh, and that's a major, major street around here. You know, Huntington Beach, Huntington Boulevard, blah, blah, blah. I always say Huntington, not hunting. So I I say the if it was Tunnington, I'd say the first T and the last T, but apparently we don't pronounce the middle T. So if, if, if 20 was 22... Obviously, we say those two T's, but we don't say the middle one. We say 20, 22. We put a bunch of N's in there. So there's always that. And I was trying to think of a uh, motorcycle that had 20 in the name to make that uh, the uh, <laughs> the blaze green Kawasaki 420. I don't know. Um, what's the last one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so exhaust company, famous exhaust company, Leo Vince. Just feel like an asshole the next time you know that that's Leo Vinci and not Leo Vince, all right? Uh, I mean, maybe just say it in your 
stupid way and just they'll know you're an American and they'll know that you have an American accent and maybe that's how Americans pronounce that stuff because I know not everybody pronounces everything the right way from other countries when they're speaking English either. So you, maybe you can get away with, with Leo Vince and they'll be like, dude, it's Leo Vinci. Uh, and uh, Akrapovich is another one. Don't say Akrapovic. Uh, I mean, go ahead and say it if you want, but it, it's Akrapovich. There's like a little schwa under that C and uh, the last C is the ch sound. So at least if you're going to say Akropovich, I'll, I'll give you that one. But it's really Akropovich. It's like saying someone coming up and saying, hi, Mr. Jordan. And you're like, oh, it's Jordan. And they're like, oh, no, thank you, Mr. Jordan. They're not technically saying it wrong. They're just emphasizing the different syllable. Uh, but, yeah, it's real piss off. Anyway, I'm going to leave you guys with that. Uh, just when next time you're walking around and you're in your Siddiqui boots, just know they're Siddiqui's while you get your new Siddiqui boots, rocking your, you can decide on your Leo Vince or your, um, Akrapovic, uh, exhaust <laughs> and your, uh, I don't know, whatever. And you're a, a service headlight cover. Just know you're pronouncing all those wrong dickheads. All right. And with that, we're going to get out of here. I feel like shit. I'm going to go ride tomorrow regardless. Uh, best time to ride is when you feel like shit. So get out there and ride. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Isla Moan coming up. Don't forget. And, uh, oh, yeah, one more thing. Solstice Slam is going to be coming up. So I think I'm going to do that in July this year. Have a really, really heavy fucking June. Uh, so just full of shit. Won't have time to get to it. So we'll probably do Solstice Slam in July. I'm going to count all of the California ride stories, which will be coming up here pretty soon. We'll do that episode as soon as possible. Uh, we'll get that out. And everybody that submitted a ride story, you, you, that will go into Solstice Slam as your, as an entry, um, patrons, as you know, I forget which tier it is. Maybe it's all the tiers now. I think it's just $10 gets, uh, free entry into that submit. I think it's five and ten dollars. You get entered just for being a patron into Solstice Lamb. Win glorious prizes. Last year somebody won a helmet. All right, with that, I'm out of here. Tobor, cut the mics. I feel like shit. Let's let's uh beat this fish. That's a new saying I just made. Use it. You can reach us. Creative writer. Oh yeah. Thank you, Tobor, for pulling up the last notes. I just told you I felt like shit and I want to get out of here. But creative writing is available on Apple Podcasts, on Cloud Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, so on and so forth. Overcast Podcast, Dark Watch, Overlord, Skynet, uh, Your Mama's Earring. Uh, leave the show a rating and review it on your favorite podcast app. Check out our blog at creative-writing.com. Don't check it out right now unless you're going to leave a California writing story. Contact us, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Writing Podcast. And we're also on Discord. We don't go on there much. I just checked it tonight. And it's like, wow, we haven't been in there like for a year. I'll try to get better with that. Check us out on Reddit at creative underscore writing. Do not go to just regular creative writing. Um, And then if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash creative writing. All right, Tober, I feel like I'm going to barf. I think we're getting like a migraine. Let's uh, let's beat feet. Let's uh, slap a fish. What did I say? Stab a fish? Strike the fish? Row a fish. Let's get out of here.